friends, let us pause and hold silence as we centre ourselves for worship. This is the house of the Lord. Here the word of God calls us. Let us stand in body and in spirit and open God's life-giving word for this community. If you're able, please stand. like the wind, the energy of God that changes us. She unsettles our comfort and comforts the unsettled. She is the power of transformation. She is the imagination alive in her ideas and dreams, unfolding visions for the future to inspire and infuse us. Like a shout of protest, she disturbs us. Like the laughter of children playing in the street, she comforts us. She's the song of creation, the dawn of chorus. She shapes us to be all who we are. An unending line uniting us together, making us one in friendship and care and community. A unity, a family of love. She's a deluge of colour. An abundance of confusion. Of every shade we can think of and some we cannot. A rainbow of shades where everyone belongs. In diversity of community, working together and caring for each other. Let us worship God in 584 like fireworks in the night.
great, colorful spirit, energizing spirit, life-giving spirit of God. Here as we draw close to you and you to us, because you think bigger than we ever can, reimagining the shapes of creation, continually creating a world from a blank canvas into a beautiful picture of blue and green. Enable us to think bigger and more creatively. Because you painted your promise of relationship with us against those grey clouds. And because you used bright and vibrant colours, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, forming a beautiful rainbow. And because you painted across the sky, we celebrate each time we see it. Reminded of your life-giving promise, that God enable us to bring colour into everyday life. Because you make us restless for a new world, will us to work for peace. Seek justice for those who have no voice, Make peace where there is chaos. And you have challenged to us to break down barriers and form friendships with those others walk on by. May we show kindness and goodness as you do to us. May we live out that kindness and break down those barriers and celebrate your words and music which enable us to communicate with others, painting our pictures with colour and expression. May we be part of that full palette of colour that we can use to bring life to your canvas. Colourful spirit, energising spirit, life-giving spirit of God. Here is now as we pray together in one voice, in the words that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Our information for Food Bank Collection continues at the West Halls in Main Street on a Tuesday, 10 to 12, and 7 till 8 p.m. Thank you for your support and continue to support that where you can. The Rotary 10K, a thank you to all the volunteers, helpers, and runners who supported the Rotary 10K. What was the total win? £3,440 raised to Alzheimer's Scotland, so thank you to everyone who supported that. A huge thank you from me for Friday for our Jubilee Thanksgiving service here at the packed church and then up to St. Fillin's Ground. And again, it's great to see a huge number and a great cross-section of the community. So to everyone who supported it, came along, provided baking, ate baking. Uh, and, and the likes, it was fantastic. Um, we took to uh, our agents 
even in the Dickens Belt, over 400 people have made it online so far. And so Ronnie got the title bang on. And people thought at least it was a new Thanksgiving service for Her Majesty. <laughs> but, but regardless, it was great. So thank you for, for supporting. That was a great day as well. Next Sunday will be our annual safety meeting. We'll take part as part of a service. The effects will be online when you sum up the back of the church. You can actually participate in questions. It's also the time where nomination of elders to serve in the church session should be made. And any elder nominated should be willing to serve. Any nominations to Helen Dunn by Thursday this week. Next Sunday's dedicated as a, a big thing throughout the church uh, to the, the World Church Music Society. It's not a toy to sign the hundreds of into the choir, oh, that would be great. It is just to have, come along and have a big thing. So next Sunday, quarter past ten, just turn up, people will run through it with you, practice it, and then it's the second hymn, I think, in the service, you can come out and, um, and sing the hymn as part of that and then go back to your pews. So let's try and fill the Come along, quarter past ten, for a quick run through and uh, join in on that. The 19th of June, a fortnight's time, busy day, congregational lunch in the West Halls immediately after the service. Funds will go to our work in Mwande. There'll be gluten-free vegetarian options and children's lunch bags available. Name at the back of the church, please. Caroline Morrison is organising that. Numbers are limited, so name this week or next week. And in that, that same evening at 5 o'clock, we're delighted to be hosting the Glasgow Chamber Choir for Midsummer Songs and Sonnets, conducted by Michael Gorski and accompanied by the fantastic organist and music Patrick Parish Church, Chris Nichol. It is £10 entry, £5 for students. You can do that online at the Chamber Choir website or at the door on the evening. So 5pm, two weeks today, please come along and support that. issue of life and work available at the back of the church, church record, and there's an extra flyer to put in your church record before delivery is also at the back of the church for uplift today. So for all the information, please keep your mind and work of the church in your prayers. The song we sang on um, Friday was a hymn sung at Her Majesty's Coronation we sing again today, 598, come Holy Ghost, our hearts on fire.
When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the, great, uh, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Jonathan. I think we sing a hymn written as called Everyday God. So we sing of God of the everyday and Jesus in the Spirit and ask them to come among us. We've done it once before, three times possible. So Laura will counter the black and we reply in the red as a congregation. So Laura, do you want to just run through the whole thing once and then Verse one again, if that makes sense. So we're sucking it up once, a part before the eleven verses. So some before and some after the sermon. So Laura went through the verse one, maybe the help the fire, and then we'll go back to verse one and all sing together.
us pray. Holy Spirit, come again today as strong as you did that first Pentecost and shake us all into life. So be it. Amen. Lutheran theologian David Loos writes that he thinks to have misnamed the Holy Spirit with this idea of her being the Comforter. I think he's got a strong case. It's understandable, reading the story in the context of Jesus dying and having left the disciples, that they were scared and uncertain. They were in isolation. They were in hiding. And so we jumped to the conclusion that they needed a comforter. Yet everywhere I look in these familiar Pentecost texts, the Holy Spirit isn't comforting anyone or anything, but is instead shaking things up. In John's Gospel, the Advocate comes to testify and to prompt the testimony of the disciples. It's Jesus' testimony to the truth that got him into trouble in the first place. The Holy Spirit comes to prompt the disciples to make the same disturbing, disruptive, world-changing testimony that calls into question the values of the world. In Acts, it's even more pronounced. There's nothing particularly comforting about the rush of a violent wind, let alone decide, describing tongues of flame. And once the disciples take their new multilingual ability into the streets of Jerusalem, pretty much everyone who witnesses their activity is described as bewildered, amazed, astonished. Again, the Spirit didn't comfort anyone, but instead prompted the disciples to make a very public scene. With the troubling good news that the person the crowds had put to death was alive through the power of God. just a couple of many examples. But the Holy Spirit is much more agitator as advocate, much more provocateur as comforter. Rather than being thought of as a comforter, it would be better to think that the Holy Spirit is coming alongside. Maybe at times to comfort but the one who comes alongside might also do so to strengthen us for the work. It's also our job to come alongside our people and encourage and equip them for the work as well. 
prepared them as we were this morning before coming to church. I minister down south being interviewed and he spoke about the the Holy Spirit in Pentecost and the Jubilee weekend and he spoke about the, the awards that people have been given the honours with the sister successes and the like. He said the Holy Spirit awards failure. Peter was a failure and yet the church is built upon him. The Holy Spirit rewards failure. And in a culture that no longer has vested interest in encouraging congregational participation, our faith communities will only flourish when they stop imagining that it's one person's job to teach, to preach, to interpret, to share faith, to pray, to give witness, and even more for the sake of the gospel. Those days are gone. Instead, more now than ever before, we must equip the saints for the work of the ministry by coming alongside people with words of inspiration and encouragement, not criticism. It's easy to criticize. We're called to encourage, to support, to equip that those people may themselves be witnesses through their words and deeds to the grace and goodness of God. We have been joined by our baptism into communities of faith that look for and should expect, expect the Holy Spirit to come alongside us and to shape things up. Preparing and equipping each of us to share the disruptive, surprising, life-giving word of grace. That life-giving word of grace from God who will not rest until all people enjoy abundant life. I hope you're willing to listen for the Spirit's nudging. But are you ready to be shaken? Are you really ready to be shaken into life? Are you really ready to respond and use the gifts and the talents that God has given you and equipped you through the Holy Spirit to further the work of God's kingdom here in this place. There's plenty of sheets to note your talents at the back of the church just waiting to be filled in. Let's see if you're really listening. Let's see if the Spirit is still nudging in this place. Let's see if you're honestly ready to be shaken into life and respond. 
Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore, the world without end. Amen. We continue every day, God. Living God, let our dreams of new world become a reality, not by magic or miracle, but through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in each one of us, bringing out our strengths and talents and gifts. Living God, let us catch your vision of a new and better world. Inspire us to be more loving more understanding, more forgiving in the way that we treat other people. Living God, transform the darkness of our world, torn apart by war and conflict and greed, overwhelmed by selfishness and hatred, destroyed by fear and despondency. May we see the light 
to live for peace and to serve in love, that forgiveness may not just be an ideal, but an experience we can all embrace through you and your Holy Spirit. Living God, let today be your coming of age, a time for us to become mature in Christ, yet still to maintain our childlike optimism for all that is good and pure and true in you. God of the Spirit, when we are feeling fragile and frightened, bewildered and confused, in places that are unfamiliar to us, send your Spirit into our hearts so that we may know peace and hope today. God of the Spirit, when we are overwhelmed with joy and carried away with our enthusiasm, when we believe that all things are possible, send your Spirit into our hearts so that we might make wise choices for your kingdom. God of the Spirit, when we begin to recognize that our church is bigger than our congregation, that your kingdom expands beyond the limits of our village, send your Spirit into our hearts that we might work in unity with all God's people. God of the Spirit, when the world sees the church in action and is astounded by our ability to serve with a smile, or when those doubters and confounders of God's holy truth are confronted with their holy joy, send your Spirit into all our hearts and make all things new. These prayers spoken when those only spoken quietly in our own hearts and minds we lay before your throne of grace. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. I'm delighted we have people in our congregation who have responded to God's call and discernment to become willing elders. So this week and next week will be our dating and admitting um, some elders. So we'll proceed to the ordination of our elders. 642. Ye that know the Lord is gracious.
God's place. Friends, we have the joy of using our gifts as members of the Church of Christ, which is his body, continuing his ministry and work in the world today. Those who are chosen for the office of eldership have a particular responsibility for caring for God's people and exercising oversight and leadership. Today the Kirk session is met to ordain James Crawford, Ian Griffiths, Laura McKee, Alan McLaughlin and Jonathan Wall to the office of eldership and admit them as elders in this congregation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the King and Head of the Church, who being ascended on high has given gifts for the building up of the body of Christ, we are met to ordain to the office of eldership and admit to that office in this congregation, James Crawford, Ian Griffiths, Laura McKee, Alan McLaughlin and Jonathan Wall. In this act, the Church of Scotland affirms anew its belief in the Gospel of the sovereign grace and love of God, wherein through Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, incarnate, crucified, and risen, he offers freely to all upon repentance and faith the forgiveness of sins, renewal by the Holy Spirit, and eternal life, and calls them to labor in the fellowship of faith for the advancement of the kingdom of God, throughout the world. The Church of Scotland acknowledges the Word of God contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be the supreme rule of faith in life. The Church of Scotland recognizing liberty of opinion on such points of doctrine as do not enter into the substance of the faith and claiming the right in independence and the promised guidance of the Holy Spirit in view of this declaration, you're now required to answer this question. Do you believe the fundamental doctrines of the Christian faith, and do you promise to seek the unity and peace of this church, to uphold its doctrine, worship, government, and discipline, and to take your due part in the administration of its affairs?
two questions in a row. If I could get like, can you pick them up the right way and say because every time I do one of these questions, <laughs> they're upside down or sideways or something. That's right. That's right. God, you have chosen for yourself a church in which your Holy Spirit inspires your people to serve your purposes of love. We give you thanks that by your grace you have called James, Ian, Laura, Alan and Jonathan to lead and care for your people as elders in your church. We commend them to you now as we ordain and admit them to the office of eldership in the church of your dear son. Grant them the gift of your Holy Spirit that their hearts may be set in fire with love for you and for those committed to their care. Make them pure in heart as those who have the mind of Christ. Give them vision to discern your purpose for the church and for the world you love. Keep them faithful to the end in all their service, that when the chief shepherd appears, they may receive glory, a crown that never fades. Blessed be God for all goodness, and blessed be your Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed be the Holy Spirit, endowing the church with the fullness of grace, and making her words the words of life, her bread the bread of heaven shepherding of the flock of God and to you Father, Son and Holy Spirit be glory forevermore so be it Amen May sing the Lord bless you and keep you Christ ahead and him of the church. I declare you have been ordained to the office of eldership and admit you to the office as elders in this congregation and parish as a sign of our welcome. Some of the church session and their elders will come forward and offer the right hand of fellowship.
Christ calls us all to share in his ministry. Let us then dedicate ourselves anew to his service. We have a, a promise for all, for the congregation and for the elders, if they see, and the responses will be on the screen. Please stand. To all members and elders of this congregation, putting your whole trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, do you commit yourselves to love and serve in his kingdom and church? To the congregation, as members of this congregation, will you encourage and support your elders? Surround them with your love and remember them in your prayers. To all our elders, in your service as elders, will you promise to carry out all your duties faithfully and cheerfully, God being your helper? Following our final hymn, we have the benediction. We then sing the threefold Amen and praise God from whom all blessings flow as the Bible leads the sanctuary. Our final hymn, 622, we sing a love that sets all people free.
from here ready to be disturbed by the Holy Spirit and called into action. And as we go, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with you all forevermore.